0: Stay tuned for the Renewable Energy Hour. Good evening, Mandonesia. Welcome to the Renewable Energy Hour. I'm Doug Livingston, and with me is my co-host, Alex Aragon. Hey, Alex, how are you? And where are you?
1: Hey Doug, I'm down in Santa Rosa in the <laughs> hotel. I work on a solar project down here.
0: Now, how are you feeling? Have you recovered from COVID? Almost. Almost. You're you're clearly testing positive since you're out in the field, or negative since you're out in the field working, but uh, uh, but you're still feeling no energy and stuff.
1: Yeah, I was I was just wiped out for the first week. There's no way I was getting out of bed. It was my upper respiratory system and just wipe me out uh then after that i just had no energy for the next week i just you know I, I felt okay if i was sitting still but as soon as i stood up or tried to go upstairs or something i was just horrible so well, the following week you know i've uh, been over a week without uh, major symptoms and all that and I thought, oh, maybe I could get some work in, and oh, man, doing three hours the first day felt like it was all day. (laughs) Five hours, I kept on trying to work it out, but I wound up with all these aches and pains around my joints, and I have this one ache in my left elbow that just will not go away. I can barely carry anything in my left arm right now.
0: I gather that's not too unusual after coming off it, but I hope it doesn't end up being the true long COVID.
1: Yeah, I'm not kidding, but... Man, it's just, there's there's a lot of stuff I use my left hand for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't use my left hand for much. My left hand is so uncoordinated.
1: Oh man, but you, 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 you tie it behind your back and just see what you think of your left hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess but, I I guess that's worth an experiment. Yeah, I'm feeling would, pre- pretty wiped yeah, out just, too.
1: I've got just just trying to put uh, the, a drill bit in my drill. You know, trying to hold on to the chuck as you spin it. Oh my gosh, I just it
0: and <laughs> it hurts and you and you fumble
1: yeah it hurts and I fumble and it just oh man, I've got a whole list of swear words or
0: <laughs> they don't go on the air though no
1: no, no.
0: no, no. yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty wiped out, too, I guess uh that that should accompany some other news that we should announce to our regular listeners is uh I'm gonna be. Back in my hometown of Oberlin, Ohio, for the next month, so we're actually going to miss two shows. So we won't be back for another six weeks. I think that's the second Wednesday in March that we will return. We're taking a hiatus while I'm away. Uh, and man, uh, since I'm going to be gone for so long, all of my clients with you know things on the edge of happening all wanted them to happen now before i go and so i have just been working non-stop and you know working on the weekends to try to get everything everything buttoned up for the people who need me in person um yeah and Uh. i I think i finished my last solar job for a month this morning and now i'm buttoning up things for my for my in-laws and my Wife and daughter on our off-grid home, making sure everything's ready to go, making sure the water tanks are full and the batteries are watered and and uh, the larders are stocked and the laundry's done because I'm usually the laundry doer and the shopper. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah. Nobody's nobody
1: your house at all? What's that? Nobody's going to be at your house
0: while you're gone. No, out? my my wife and daughter are, but my oh. my wife works. You know, don't tell the school district this, but she probably puts in 60, 70 hours a week as a teacher, despite yeah. be- being paid for forty. Um, All right, and uh, so that's how I end up being the uh, the semi house husband. Um, I can I can take a little time, less than forty hours a week, and still make some significant money and take care of the home but uh, and and, and also I take care of uh, a lot of things for my in-laws next door who are both getting up there and having some health problems and and so Carolyn's going to have to take over all of that plus her 60 hours a week
1: but she doesn't have to top off batteries
0: huh She, uh, she won't have to top off the batteries I'll make sure that's done before I leave um a good I have to I have to top off the uh the water tanks though and that's proving to be to be somewhat difficult since uh our well is not producing like it did a couple of years ago and spends far more time recharging the well than pumping. Um, oh dear. And uh and I've been doing a ton of laundry the past couple of days and forcing the pumping to happening and it's it's, it's you, replacing about as fast as I'm using it, so I'm not topping off the tanks yet. But I think I finally got all the backed up laundry done.
1: How do you regulate when your uh, when your well pumps? Is it just uh, well,
0: fully automatic? Well, what I used to do uh, until the until the pump started, until the well started failing, was that I would. Uh, you know, I basically had a, a relay triggered when the batteries were about to start overflowing to turn on the well pump. It's in it's running off of the AC at two forty.
2: Oh, uh, so you the float trigger?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, it's a voltage trigger. But you know, okay. when I'm within ninety percent, you know, I had it turn on, and 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 now you know. In that mode, it doesn't keep up because, it well, A, it's wintertime and I don't spend enough time above 90% or so full uh, for it to pump enough. And B, it, you know, pumps for 10 minutes and has to rest for 30 before it can pump another 10 minutes.
3: Right.
0: Because so the wind is well
1: When the well turns on, if if the pump is going faster than the recharge rate of the well.
0: Yep, quite a bit now.
1: Do you have it so that it's like a sensor that's automatically shutting off the well, or what do you have? Yeah,
0: yeah, there's a pump controller that as soon as the pump starts pumping water or pumping air, it it shuts down within a couple of seconds. Um, And, uh, And then wait, and then has a timer that waits for a prescribed amount of time. Ah, okay, okay. Which I have it set at about thirty minutes. And uh, okay. and in that mode it it pumps for about thirteen minutes on the first pump and about ten minutes on the second pump and about seven minutes on the third pump. So even thirty minutes isn't enough to fully recharge. Gotcha.
1: So uh yeah, what I've always understood is that it's really bad to to pump a well all the way down to the point where it shuts off. And then have it so it cycles and keeps it down there all the time. You want the well to recover and actually, you know, have the water level fill back up again. How come? So, uh, I've heard that like that it can kind of close the capillaries or make it harder for water to flow into the well after that. I, I don't wonder, know if it's.
0: True. I wonder what the what the reasoning for that is. But I do I do have it on a half an hour delay, but I can't afford to go longer than that when I'm trying to recover the tanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of years ago when the water, you know, situation was first getting really bad. Things were getting really dry. All the wells that had been operating well for many years suddenly weren't putting out nearly as much, and we we're doing a lot of different strategies to slow wells down. Uh, yeah, yeah. In some cases, we could just reduce the array size.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> no, I, I recommended that to another programmer. I said, why don't you just, you know, she had she had a. Uh, I forget, you know, it was like four panels in series running her SQ-Flex. And I said, well, one thing you do is just bypass the fourth panel and pump with three panels, and it'll pump at a slower rate. And she That's did She did that, and it worked pretty well. I'm afraid I don't really have that option on my system. It's yeah. 240. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She just cut it down a little. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, it is, uh, well... It was a Greenfoss. uh It's not anymore. It's a standard AC 240 pump now. But uh, if it had been the Grunfoss, I could have switched it from 240 to 120, and it would have pumped it, you know, basically half the speed.
1: Grunfosses are really nice pumps, but, man, they do not give them away.
0: They do not give them away. They're, what are they going for now, 2500 bucks or something?
1: They're about, Yeah.
0: You know, um, whereas you can get, you know, what's a... What's a comparable horsepower, mass-produced AC impeller pump? You know, like
1: well, four to eight hundred. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, four to four to seven hundred, least. And and they tend to last longer. They're not as fancy. Yeah. So anyhow, we have both been frazzled over the past uh, couple of weeks, and. A guest we were trying to get for tonight's show, and even last week's show or last show when Alex was down with covid uh we did not get, and we tried getting them uh this week and have not gotten return calls. We really wanted to do that that uh gravity battery company,
1: yeah um, yeah I haven't been able to talk to a live person there I've left messages that call you know we'll call you back. Maybe they aren't as viable as they're
0: open to be. Perhaps, or they don't want to uh, get grilled by geeks about what the real numbers are. Right, right. So anyhow, I, this is our way of confessing that we have not really prepared a show tonight, and uh, and I feel like we've fallen back on our listeners too many times recently to help us out. But uh, we're going to open up the lines and, and let people call in to talk about anything they want to that's renewable energy related. I am in particular hoping uh, hoping someone with, who's been following, probably someone in the solar industry who's been paying a sharp eye on what's going on with the California Public Utility Commission um, and, and the, their proposed rules. They've delayed the vote, and wow, we have full... Full line. So I'll shut up and and let the listeners take over. Hello, yeah. caller. You're live okay. on the air.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, I really wish I knew more about what was happening with the state, but I don't. I was hoping to hear that from you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of right. it, it's sort of in backroom negotiations now, is my impression. But they have gotten a ton of pushback from all kinds of different directions. So I'm I'm hoping they're rethinking their original proposal, but. Beyond so that, looking, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I've been looking through some of their stuff, and I had a couple questions. You know, I'm I'm thinking about putting in a pretty substantially sized solar array. I mean, the last one I put in was a, a true 10 kW because we, you know, it was for the California Energy Commission. So, like a 160 would be a 148, and you would derate for the efficiency of your inverters. And so, with all that done, we were just a hair over 10 k. And, uh, now I want to put one in that maybe is a 20 K cause I'm in a different house on a cold North side of a mountain. And I just, you know, put in a mini split that I'm using for heating and, uh, I'm switching most of my stuff over to electricity. And I have an area that I can put solar that I can push it out from that North slope. So I get, you know, really good summer, you know, spring and fall, it'll be halfway decent. But, um, But so I'm looking at a summer-biased array. But then I was looking through some of the info on PG&E stuff, and they were talking about using a monthly true-up. And I need to have a yearly Mm -hmm. true-up like it was the last time I hooked it up because I won't even be boosting anything in, you know, December or January, or at least not much.
0: Mm And so... and not, not to mention they're talking about, you know, monthly fees of 40 to $90 just to be connected to the grid um, yeah. uh, $8 and, and still a lot. be able to, you know, net meter anyhow. Um, uh, yeah, and, you know, some part of me, your system is big enough and scary enough on, you know, their original proposed rules for the rule change that I, I'd personally be hesitant about doing solar at all yeah and that's what the industry is 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 saying this is going to shut down utility interactive solar systems on residential rooftops and small businesses if if it went through the way it was originally proposed now my impression is they're getting serious pushback and some of the aspects that they had proposed are not going to happen
3: yeah Yeah, you know, so is that monthly true-up something they already do No, no, it's been an
0: annual true-up for for some uh, 20 years now.
3: Yeah, because that's what it was the last time I did it, and that's what I needed to be to work in my situation, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to have my panel sitting flatter with the idea that, you know, it's the sun, you know, well, middle of summer, we're like,
0: you, you you want you want to rack up excess so you can spend it on heating in the winter time when you're not getting squat. On That's exactly the, on, right on the north side and, of the mountain. Yeah, and uh, right. I don't understand the logic of that because uh, historically the stress on pg system has not been in the winter time. It's been in the summertime, and and. If you look at their, you know, demand numbers, it would make sense for them to encourage more solar in the summer and not be worried about extra draws in right. the winter time. Uh, at least well, that—that's true in the California market. That's certainly not true in, say, you know, the Midwest and the Northeast, where their sure. bigger loads happen happen in the winter time at five in the well, morning.
3: Well, I had received something from PG&E a while back when I had the other array, where they were kind of encouraging people to go. To a slightly western bias mm-hmm. because they want that power coming in a little absolutely their, the pri- their pricing
0: structures are still have that bias built into it um, oh, okay the-
3: so i mean i'm looking at that thinking well maybe i should you know spin that array, array a little bit more west you yeah. know and have it you know but i'm talking about going with a fairly flat you know, just because that would be the best for my summer bias.
0: Well, yeah, in summertime, you 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 don't want to be flat. You know, twenty five degrees or so around here is as low as you want to go. Okay, that's sort of optimal okay. in the summertime around here, at least the summer quarters. Yeah, I
3: had year. somebody telling me recently that you know they've been doing them at like nineteen degrees or something. Let's see, twenty six degrees is a six and twelve pitch, so. I think that's right, 26 degrees, that's a 6 and 12 roof.
0: All right, I'd have to pull out my trig calculator to confirm oh, that's
3: that. that's right. Don't worry about that. So <laughs> I have two questions. I won't hold you too much longer. As far as, I was looking at some carport racking that, you know, sits a little higher off the ground because I benefit from them being a little higher. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know that here, if you go over, what, six or seven feet, changes your, you know, your uh, rules significantly on what you have to do. Do you have any advice
0: on that? Well, there are lots of commercially manufactured carport structures. Um, and if they're pre engineered, that gets by that rule. You would also have to get a you know, probably a statement from them that mounting the solar panels on it is is okay. Um, but, yeah, it's not you,
3: fully or, sold as. Solar,
0: they're sold as solar carport. Okay, they, then they probably are pre-engineered, and and uh, you, 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 at the worst case scenario, you you might have to hire hire an engineer to look at it and put his rubber stamp on it.
3: Yeah,
1: you are typically yeah, only yeah. You're only adding about two to three pounds per square foot.
0: Yeah, it, it's usually not hard to put solar on an existing structure as long as there's not zero dead load weight allowance
3: well because of where i am i'm less concerned about weight as i am about uplift Mm -hmm. because you know having sails up there when i get these winds blowing into you know south side of willis coming in from the ocean we can get some pretty good wind through here
0: yeah well uh on a carport you typically are going more horizontal than what's ideal and you're not yeah. typically doing a tilt up,
3: right? Okay, Grundfos Flex Six pumps five and a half gallons a minute. Well, starting to go dry.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, sounds familiar. A, despite, you know the same story. Now, did I hear you say right now I run it on an EU two thousand, so it's getting all the electricity it could want?
0: Now, well, no, you you're no like you're switches? you're you're feeding it one hundred and twenty. You could have fed it two forty, and it would have gone oh. faster.
3: Okay, so what do I do to slow it down rather than pulling it out and putting in a Grunfos 3 or something? Because well, con- I want to pump less water. I want to pump slower.
0: Consider looking at its flow charts and putting in a, uh, an undersized solar array to drive it.
3: Okay, so if I get down, I think minimum voltage is like, Hundred or maybe thirty
0: volts. Yeah, um, they say it'll you know, run. It'll run on as little as thirty, but it really doesn't hit its efficiency sweet spot until about ninety volts. Uh, okay. Although, 90. You, although you wouldn't be particularly concerned about efficiency if you're trying to slow it down, but it's easier to hit the ninety volts. Think of uh, a twelve volt panel as being about fifteen volts.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, if you can buy, you know get it up to 60 volts, uh, with, uh, with 12 volt old used 12 volt panels. Um, yeah. Which would be what, uh, four, four old 75 watt 12 volt panels or something like that. That would slow it down.
3: Okay. So as long as I'm over 30, I'm probably not hurting anything. You're not hurting anything except
0: the efficiency and, and to, Tell you the truth, I wouldn't count on it running off of two panel, 12 volt panels in series.
3: So you I really have 12 volt panels. You have what? I have four 12 volt panels that came on a uh, a solar array that, that went on a you know 40 foot shipping container. All right. Well, you know, they what, had what, them on there. What wattage but were they're they? They're fairly small. How big? They're like uh, two feet by three feet, maybe.
0: That sounds like it's probably a 75 watt panel. Uh, and and, uh, and so that would be about three hundred watts, and and look at look at your flow charts on and your manual for for your model SQ Flex, okay. and uh, and and you should be able to estimate how many gallons per minute that would deliver under full sun. Yeah,
3: and since there's it, a lot of shade in that area anyway, it would only be in the middle of the day bulb. when it would be running. Alex, that plus pump, you gonna need to have at
1: least sixty volts to it. It can sometimes run on less, but it won't be consistent. You've got to get it with yeah. at least
2: 60.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: okay, at least 60 volts. Let me write that down here. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. They, You've answered a number of my questions. Thank they, you very much.
0: They they did market it as starting on as low as 30 volts. and, and Starting? Uh, yeah, and I, I designed a system to run off a 48-volt battery bank and chatted with one of their engineers, and he, he I could... Hear his eyes rolling. He said, "The damn marketers. <laughs> you know, you want to be you want to be ninety volts for that thing to run right." Um, okay.
3: Uh, all
0: right. Well, that but, sounds good. But I, I've had plenty of experience where you know it was running okay on sixty volts. Okay. And 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 actually, that client who on the forty-eight volt battery bank, it it ran fine, but slower than we had projected.
3: Well, that's exactly what I wanted to do. So,
0: But but you, you, to... that was a battery bank that can provide the surge that a solar panel won't and things like that.
3: Oh, yeah. All right, well, I'll at least they will spin up slow so it doesn't take a big
0: starting surge to yep, get them going. Yeah, yep. they're good about that. They're pretty sophisticated. But the... All right, well, thank you, gentlemen. Sure enough, take care, good luck, and uh, keep your eyes on the CPUC.
3: That's right. So you're telling me don't go ahead and put in well, a 20K to you right, I,
0: right now. I, I cringe that I said that, but I, I did that advice. You've got a pretty big system, and and it's night and day between the way the rules are now and the way the rules might be in two months.
3: Retail versus them paying wholesale for buying
0: it. Paying wholesale and charging you a monthly connection fee just to be allowed. That's almost enough to make.
3: In other words, this may be enough to make people start buying batteries again. Yeah, it's, what are they going to charge us for disconnecting from PG&E?
0: They won't. They can't. In fact, uh. I, I believe you can stay connected as long as your system never feeds to the grid, was my impression of the way the proposal was stated. So you could put in batteries and... Use solar and excess goes to recharging batteries and use batteries in the evening. And when the batteries got low to a certain point, you could start drawing, sol- drawing from the grid to run your loads and not recharge your batteries and let the solar recharge your batteries the next morning and, and basically uh, minimize your draw from the grid without ever feeding back to it. But, Doesn't
3: this seem pretty crazy with all this talk about us trying to go to efficient energy sources? You know, I mean, I'm looking. To buy, it, it is I mean, crazy. At it, car it, or two.
0: It, it, it is absolutely crazy, but it's it's the the private utilities wanting to maintain their ability to make a obscene profit. You know, and they, they yeah. say they only make fifteen percent profit, but the more they can. They make fifteen percent profit on whatever they spend, and so when they spend Everybody twenty billion dollars trimming community. trees in an emergency mode, they get to it, they get to
3: it's so ridiculous charge All right, well, rates thank to you, cover Alex.
0: it. All right, good luck, and we'll keep Bye. our eyes. and Hopefully, somebody out there has been paying more attention than Alex and I have to what's been happening in the past two weeks regarding the California Public Utilities Commission's suggested new rules uh, they did at least delay the vote the vote was supposed to have happened on January 27th and they have put it off I'm not sure if it's been scheduled but uh, but we did have full lines for a little bit there uh, lines are open if anybody's got any input or wants to take us in a new direction 895-2448 Alex what was you had something on uh, oh it was uh, Schwarzenegger
1: yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote an opinion
0: oh. piece. Well, hold on to that. That'll be our backup. The lines are full again. We have three calls. Hello, caller. You're live on the air.
5: Hi, I was just wondering. I came in late on that discussion, and I know you said it could still change, but could you just recap
3: what you think the... Is going to happen? Well, the, or, public utility the original Thanks.
0: proposal from the uh, to the CPUC by the CPUC, basically reiterating uh, what the lobbyists had uh, had proposed, which was the big three private utilities, was uh, basically to end net metering for for residential and commercial grid tied solar. They instead of getting the retail rate credit for excess power right. you sent onto the grid. It was going to be a wholesale rate you got credited at. And you were basically also going to get charged a 40 to $90 a month uh, fee for the use of their transmission lines to be able to do that. And $42? Was
3: for, that based on
5: something? Or was that, they were for, asking $40, $40 to, 40 or
0: to $90. Or $90. Yeah, it was based on something... Uh, uh, your consumption level or something along those lines.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, those,
0: those,
1: those, uh, those billing rates were gonna be based on how many kilowatts you had installed of solar on your roof. Yeah so how b-
0: how big your system was.
1: Yeah, well, the numbers okay, there,
3: and so the wholesale is like really cheap. a little amount, right? Oh it's what you'd get back.
0: Yeah, like Alex did you have an idea before. what the what the what the credit rate was per kilowatt hour that you sent onto the yeah. grid?
1: No I've seen a bunch of different numbers in the Definitely one of the things that has not been
0: decided has not been nailed but, down. But some some much lower rate. You know, I was I was hearing something on the order of half of the retail rate, which is oh. above the wholesale price, but still ridiculous. So okay, so
3: they are trying to been... pound another nail in the
0: coffin. Oh, they are trying. This is this is all coming from the big three utilities in California, and and they have huge influence with the CPUC.
3: Okay, besides PG and E.
2: Is it SoCal Edison, Southern
0: California Edison, and San Diego Gas and Electric? Those are the oh. big three independent investor-owned utilities (IOUs). They call them. Okay. Unfortunately, there's only one nuke left, and it's getting phased out in a couple of years. Well,
3: San
0: Diego, right? Uh it's the. Is that San Diego or Southern the, California I mean, they Edison? Own it. Yeah, is it San Diego? Uh, yeah. That that has the last nuke sitting on the coast on a fault line?
2: What is it called? San Onofre? Yeah,
0: that's it. Uh, that's in yeah, Santa, San Diego? Yeah. That's, yeah. okay. I don't, it's not in San Diego. But, but it's San on Diego, San Diego yeah. Gas and Electric. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's theirs.
3: Okay, thanks so much. I had missed the beginning of that and, and just needed to know what they well, were doing.
0: Well, they, they have been getting huge pushback from... The legislature Everybody. and the governor and the p- people have, you know, massively petitioned the governor against it, and they have delayed the vote, so something's in the works, and I'm hoping that it'll be massively toned back. I'm sure it's going to be worse than what the current rules are, but hopefully it's, you know, well, 20%, we'll back, 20% we'll less than what We'll down the summer instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it will turn you off or burn you down.
0: Well, you know. the the rates are going to oh. go up because they're spending so much money on tree trimming for in. And don't
3: they do a wonderful job? I
5: have oh, never seen such butchery in my
6: life. They,
0: they're just doing a great job.
5: The butchery is
0: just. I did per, be personally People
5: have no idea what they're doing.
0: Personally, I don't think there should be such a thing as a guaranteed monopoly, um, which well, yeah, which yeah. U- utilities are by definition that that those should be publicly held just like our roads.
3: It's, it's an amazing. Okay, well, I'll let you guys go, and thanks so all much right. for what you do. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Um, yeah, and there are those politicians who believe the public shouldn't be building roads, that that should all be private investment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, lines are open again. We had full lines a moment or two ago, and... and we opened, made that announcement and picked up a phone call, and now they've all dropped off. There's somebody calling back in. Thanks for being patient. You're live on the air.
2: Hi,
7: thanks for having me. Oh. Um, I've got a couple specific questions. Um, the first is uh, off grid solar system. Oops,
0: I hit. The, I had a funny button. I'm still here. Off grid of solar systems?
7: Yeah, off-grid solar system, and every couple of weeks, um, the inverter shuts off, and the fault code is reading um, a overload, and you can
0: an overload
7: yeah, and log back to the fault, and you can see that's pulling like uh, a couple of hundred of amps. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on there.
0: Uh, That sounds like you might have an intermittent short circuit out there somewhere. A couple hundred amps on the AC or on the DC. On the AC, that sounds like you've got an intermittent short circuit, and that's something you okay. really need to track down.
7: Now, is, it really so is it really regular? or
0: is it really regular?
7: Go ahead. Um, yeah, checking the log, it, it seems to happen at least a couple of times a month. Okay, what what brand of equipment are you using? What inverters? Um, I think it's.
0: Magnesine is the inverter. Magnesine, all right. Uh-huh. Um, I I'm suspicious that you have a a loose wire connection out there somewhere that is occasionally short circuiting a hot wire touching a ground or a neutral, and is not doing it consistently. mhm. Uh-huh. And uh, thank
5: thank inverter, goodness your inverter, inverter
0: your inverter is faster shutting down than the circuit breaker is tripping. But the bad news is you don't know which circuit it is because of that. Uh, yeah, if it had sure. been a circuit breaker that tripped, you'd at least know which branch of the wiring that was happening in. Now you don't have you know, and it's it's AC amperage that it's showing a hundred amps or something.
7: Sometimes, like, 250,
0: 230. Are you on a 12-volt system by any chance?
7: No. It's, it's, um, 48. it's 48. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I wouldn't expect those numbers on the DC. Uh, you can see obscenely high numbers on 12-volt DC. Ah. So, uh, you know, some loads, you know, are pushing up toward that level on 12 volts. But, mm. no, I would not expect that. I, I'm suspicious you've got a short out there. Alex, you got any other suggestions?
1: I don't know, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of something that would explain that. Yeah, I just think, I just think you need to like uh, anytime it happens, just you know take real careful note of everything that's going on.
0: Yeah. What 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 are this what was it daytime was it nighttime was it hot was it cold was it raining? Mm, okay. Um, but that, do you
1: have, uh, how old is your refrigerator?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think there might be a short in their refrigerator?
1: No. Well, Possible. There's there's some refrigerators that have like the uh, the defrosting like automatic mechanism or something. It uh-huh. could be, or, you know, if it's an older one. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of different weird things. Well, I just can't think of anything that would do that consistently, though.
0: Well, it's it doesn't sound like it's you know happening at a particular you know time of day. But he'll pay attention to yeah. that. Maybe give us a call back in six weeks if you haven't tracked it down um if there <laughs> cool. if there are any circuits in your circuit breaker panel that you hardly ever use, yeah, consider turning one of those off except if you needed it.
1: turn off everything you don't need, yeah, turn uh, off you know.
0: everything you don't need and and see if the problem goes away, and then you know that it's on one of those you know three circuit breakers that you could live without most of the time and that'll help you at least zero in on, on where I, I think there's a loose wire or a, or a rodent nibbled wire that is yeah. sometimes making contact and other times not.
7: Intermittency is the hardest
1: thing yeah. to solve.
0: Yeah, Inter- intermittent problems on anything are the hardest thing to solve. Uh,
7: yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, do I have time for a second question?
0: All right, sure. Shoot.
7: Um, how do you figure out the
0: panels you put on oh it, it, the brand should probably tell you that the short answer is charge controllers are usually rated based on their output amperage and so the wattage that it can handle is related to that output amperage but it's also related to what your battery voltage is uh, do you have a particular brand charge controller you're thinking about
7: um thinking of putting in more panels um, but trying to figure out about figure which charge controller i would need for how many panels i
0: install well i I would strongly recommend a a maximum powerpoint tracking charge controller and and there Mm -hmm. are a handful of them that are brands that i'm perfectly happy with and and a pretty common rule of thumb is that you can you can comfortably process three thousand watts of rated solar panel and actually put on more than that but not always be able to process it all so there might be some waste um, but you, mm-hmm. you can comfortably handle about 3,000 watts of nameplate rated solar panel on a 60 amp charge controller on a 48 volt system you can only handle yeah. How about a- you can only handle a quarter of that on a 12 volt system with the same yeah, but- exact charge controller
1: just take the take the output rating in the charge controller. A lot of them are 60-amp charge controllers. Some are 45. Some are 80s. And take that number, whatever it is, and multiply it by your battery voltage. That's going to give you the target of what that charge controller is supposed to be able to handle. Now, maximum power point charge controllers can often handle more than that because they will only allow a certain amount of power to go through them. But you got to check the manufacturer's ratings to yeah.
0: figure that and, out. And most, most of the manufacturers will tell you, you know, this is how many nameplate... Rated wattage is on a twelve, twenty-four, or forty-eight volt system. You can put on this.
1: They want their equipment yeah. to work.
0: Yep. And and some of them will tell uh-huh. you, you know, this is this is NEC and this is max, meaning you know it'll process everything on the lower number, and you can put as many as this without hurting anything. Cool. But it may not process all that power all the time and and that'll only be when it's in full sun that you would ever waste some of the power. Mhm. Um all right, thank you guys so much. Much appreciated. Sure enough, take care. Good luck. Intermittent short circuits. Ouch. Hello caller, you're live on the air.
8: Well, thank you for the uh, answering my call. Uh, the previous caller sounds like he has some very 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 serious issues with yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the, good news, the good news—the good news is, is his inverter. Morning, if,
8: his, by tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, uh, have a professional, experienced, uh, come out and take a look at everything.
0: Yeah, uh, that's not bad advice, Dad, but it—they it, may not be able to find it if it doesn't happen all the time. The good news is that his inverter shuts down even faster than circuit breakers trip, which is a pretty cool thing about most quality inverters.
8: Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. But hopefully there's no uh you know, serious fire condition happening there, so yep. it's good yep. for him to take a look at it. And I wanna talk a little bit more about the tax man.
0: Uh-huh.
8: Yeah, uh, the state of California has confused us with the there are a department of taxes and fees, Or I don't really see the line between a tax and a fee and so I do think the sun is being taxed. <laughs>
0: Uh, they're calling it a fee for use of their transmission lines.
8: Uh, uh, yeah, okay, so...
0: And and this isn't the government. This is the private utility, but the government gets to set the rules for what they get to charge.
8: Uh, yeah, yeah, point well taken anyway. But,
0: but you're right, you know, I'm going to... I've been asked by Jamie Roberts to put on a a song at the end of the show, so he has enough time to come in and get set up and not be breathing hard when he starts his show. And I, sure. almo- I almost decided on George Harrison's Beatles song, The Tax Man. Good for you. In honor of this topic.
8: Yeah. Keep up the good work and... Uh Uh, In your absence, are you going to leave your cell phone with everybody so we can call if there's any kind of
0: problems? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've left my cell phone with the people for whom I don't mind being contacted by. Well, Uh,
8: enjoy your time. I'm going to say goodnight.
0: All right. Take care. (laughs) All right. Well, we do have Jamie Roberts in the house, so we are going to be dialing off a... Yeah, about four minutes before the top of the hour, but let's take another call. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Hi Doug, this is Jamie. Hey, Jamie.
4: Hey, I uh, just thought I'd call in uh, uh, your discussion about the CPU. See, reminded me. It's been in the news that uh, there's a kind of a similar. It's not exactly the same situation, but I think it's in Arizona. A judge ruled uh, uh, in favor of a suit against the utility there. Because uh, they were char- they were like doubling the charges of customers that were uh, putting in solar, and what, what
0: and, was what was the basis of the suit?
4: Um, just what do you call it? Uh, gouging or gouging or,
0: or something? Okay, I'd be curious to see what <laughs> yeah. the legal and and I think there's some. Uh, they've got to walk a fine line because the legislature actually did pass a law some time ago that the net metering laws have to make it such that yeah. residential rooftop solar is financially viable. Right. And uh, Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, what I'm hoping and thinking maybe that this will be, you know, some kind of precedent, you know, that, you know, I mean, California utilities aren't the only, you know, ones that are trying to, um, you know,
0: Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a legal precedent. I mean, it's under California law, not Arizona. But
4: yeah, sure. But but an example. Yeah, you know something that uh, you know people that are bringing suits and even judges might be taking into consideration in some kind of way. So I mean,
0: you know. Unfortunately, that, unfortunately, the problem with something like that is that that could take a year or two to go through. In the meanwhile, all the solar installers go out of business. Yeah,
4: there is that. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it just caught my eye because it is a related situation. Cool,
0: cool. I have to see yeah. if I can track that down. Arizona, yeah. huh? I, they, think it was, I think
4: I think it was Arizona. Yeah,
0: something similar happened in Nevada, but it you know it took two years, and I think it was largely public pressure that caused him to change the rules and not a legal suit but yeah. I may be wrong about well,
4: that well there's the lever in public pressure and yeah you know, well we you know, tried that.
0: we tried very hard putting some public pressure on before this rule went into effect in the first place and hopefully it mm-hmm. will be seriously watered down that change yep
4: yep I uh I sent in my
0: petition. Signed, you signed I that petition. your petition. <laughs> yeah, I did. I signed that petition, yeah. All right.
4: Yeah, I'm going to let you go, and um, I'm going to get ready.
0: All right, and, and I've got a song ready to ready to play at uh, four minutes still. Thanks a lot. Sure enough. Right. Bye-bye, Jamie. Yeah. Calling from another phone line in the, in the radio station. Uh, oh, that caller didn't hang on quite long enough, uh, but here's another one. Oh, that one didn't hang on quite long enough. Hello, Teller, You're live on the air.
2: Yeah, I would like to uh, say it seems fair to me that that solar users pay something for using PG and E as I, backup.
0: I, I I agree with you. Uh, uh, and
2: so they should figure out a way to do that fairly, uh, and then keep the hundred percent, you know, the net metering. That would that would seem fair to me.
0: Uh. Or And and it's hard to figure out what's the right charge because, you know, some people believe that solar, the cost of solar is being borne by poor people who can't afford to put in solar. And my impression is that is just not the case, that the solar has actually kept the California utility rates lower than they would have been had solar not happened in the first place Uh, for even the people who don't have solar. Because we shaved off the most expensive electricity, um, that's the, you know, summer afternoon electricity, is now not the most expensive electricity. No, that's good to hear. um, Uh,
2: And, and, you know, you,
0: you expressed an idea that
2: I'd already figured out that at this house in Mendocino, where I have a small battery bank for my ham station and backup power for the fridge... I'm just going to expand it and use less and less PG&E. Yep,
0: yep. Well, if if this goes through as it is, as the earlier caller suggested, you know, you might get more and more people doing, doing battery systems and even completely unplugging from the grid, especially if batteries continue to, if the lithium-ion batteries continue to drop in price.
2: Yeah, well, I'm going to be in the position of still wanting PG&E for backup. Yep. But yeah. I would like to make it minimum by having enough batteries and solar panels to run this
0: place. Yeah. Well my understanding was that that if you are never trying to feed power onto the grid, none of these rule changes affect you. It's only the people right. trying to do net yeah. metering. And nobody's
2: and, gonna even know.
0: And now now inverters are sophisticated enough that they can automatically control when you're sipping from the grid and when you're charging your batteries and when you're you know, running from the batteries.
2: Oh, hmm. hey, I got another question you might answer. I have a, a trace inverter from the nineteen eighties, vintage,
4: <laughs> that,
2: uh, that worked fine for forty years, and now it, when it's it goes tick 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 tick, but when you plug something in and pull the trigger, it just keeps sending that pulse, but it doesn't go in. It doesn't go in.
0: I'm, I I I would say it's time to retire that thing. Oh, forty <laughs> Forty years is pretty damn good to get a life out of the inverter. They don't um,
2: make them like they used
0: to. They don't. But it's also a, a modified sine wave inverter, which more and more electronics have problems with these days.
2: Oh, I see, yeah. Well, it weighs about four times as much as my recently purchased 2,000-watt inverter. I wonder why that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is your... New one, a non battery grid
2: tie? Uh, it's not tying into the grid, no. It's oh, okay. 12, no, it's still a battery based environment.
0: Well, that's just a, the now you're relying on solid state electronics instead of a big giant transformer, is probably the biggest difference.
2: I see. And all of them make horrendous RF noise.
0: Particularly the modified sine wave ones do.
2: No, they make less noise than the sine wave inverters. No kidding, at least on my least least
0: on your frequencies, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Well, one of one of my inverters that I have in my ham shack, the modified modified square wave has a spike that drifts across the spectrum but it's only there it's a, it's a very narrow spike whereas the the sine wave inverter has broadband noise
0: oh okay yeah well high frequency switching transformers is probably yeah the source of that
2: okay well Doug I really appreciate your expertise and always enjoy the show
0: yeah uh, I wish I had more expertise on this law and what its status was but thanks yeah. for the call
2: okay bye bye
0: Let's see if uh, that caller I put pushed the button dropped off. Hello, caller. You're live on the air.
6: Hi, I have a quick question for you, and that is um, PV panels uh, don't last forever, but they last a long time.
0: A long time.
6: Is there a predictable uh, rate of decline in efficiency? For typical TV, for,
0: for a typical crystalline panel, I think most people suggest it'll drop from one to three percent in the first couple of years, and then drop, you know, at most a half a percent per year thereafter, pretty uh-huh. steadily.
6: Yeah, so that's that's pretty encouraging.
0: Yeah, no, I've, I've encountered plenty of forty-year-old solar panels that are still putting out better than ninety percent of their rated spec.
6: Wow. Okay, so what if, okay, so I have a couple of arrays that are, this. this, they're Kyocera 120s, but they're of different eras. Mm -hmm. And if I find, uh, at what level, down to what level of efficiency would you consider replacing?
0: Uh, You know, as long as you're not making a major change to the system and the system's still keeping up, you know, I don't care how efficient it is.
6: Do you have uh, yeah. do you have more than
0: one inverter? No, just a single okay. inverter and a single battery. But.
6: Yeah, I've got a thirty. I've got an Outback thirty-five twenty-four. Okay, then one charge controller.
0: What, what charge controller? No, and have?
6: I have two. And I have two separate charge controllers, just because oh, of what happens uh, happened over the years. Yeah, so you, six, so you got Outback the Outback sixty and an Outback eighty.
0: All right, the it's probably an fm60 um well uh you know some part of me thinks there's a fair amount of value in that charge controller and so you know if you get so low to the point that you're wasting valuable capacity of charge controller with you know pathetically operating solar panels but my guess is they're still working fine yeah
6: i haven't i haven't checked them i'm just you know this was a a, a hypothetical mean, theoretical hypothetical the, the, question yeah. because you know panels are affordable these days they
0: are affordable and you've got a good modern charge controller so it's probably pretty easy to take those out and drop some in that are and and if you look at the price you you probably paid you know 4 or 5 dollars a watt for those uh, yeah, Kia more, Sera 120s sure. <laughs> and now now yeah. you can you know buy them in the county for less than a buck a watt you
1: know for for older systems, a lot of uh, upgrades have been able to do lately uh, have been just replacing the panels on the system, keeping the existing racking. Like if you have a single pole mount or whatever type of racking you have, by replacing the older panels, you know, from like before two thousand or around two thousand, with new yeah, ones they're all from panels. the nineties. Yeah. yeah, but you can easily double your output of your array, probably on the same
0: mount. On the same mount.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but
0: but you do have a limit on that MX sixty. You know, you know about the most you can do is about three thousand watts a panel.
1: Well, you said a twenty four volt system.
0: Oh, right? that's right, fifteen hundred watts a panel.
1: But if you had a big upgrade in mind, you went to forty eight volt, you could double how much. You could
6: bring it on a charge controller too. That's uh-huh.
0: that's always true.
6: Again, yeah. that means changing. You're you'd the have, have to inverter.
0: get a different inverter. Yep.
6: Yeah. Okay. And this that's one not has a, been flawless. Yeah
0: yeah as long as things are still working and you got enough power i wouldn't I wouldn't replace them yeah. but when when it starts behaving under your hopes and expectations, that's when you look at it.
6: yep, okay all right uh, we're just kind of curious
0: all right Dave hey, thanks for the call
6: Th- okay, thank you. bye.
0: We got just a couple more minutes. Maybe we can take one more quick right. call. Hello, thanks caller. Call. We don't have much time. Are you oh, there? Hello. Hey, we got my. Yes, I am. Just a minute or two. What's up?
5: Okay, question about batteries. Neighbor um, upgraded his system to lithium ion batteries, and he has a couple of lead acid cans that are 24 volts and weigh a ton each. Oh,
0: yeah. He wants
5: to sell all of his own equipment as a package deal, which means you have to deal with these heavy batteries. Each one of them has one bad cell. And so my question is, when you look into a battery, these industrial batteries, and there's like a little grid pattern of little small holes, it kind of looks like a carrot grater in there. Yeah, it's a bunch yeah. of
0: little parallel plates that are probably a little wavy.
5: Um, no. There, there's a plastic grid that, that hides the plates. Fair and, enough. um... Huh, well, what? You know, uniform holes, and some of the cells have a gray film almost to the point where the holes are plugged up, and others are fairly clear. Mm-hmm. And each one of these cans has one bad cell. And so, I, um, I
0: I'm, I'm nervous. Is, what, what? I, I'm nervous. I would be worried that, you know, as soon as one cell in a bank like that goes, the other ones are probably close to going too
5: yeah that's kind of what i
0: thought um alex you got an idea what type of battery he's looking at with that description of the plastic
5: i'm wondering if he's talking about ron's old battery system yes ron yes Kenny's ron yeah so
1: ron's batteries uh they're only about five years old he did have two bad cells they're uh api batteries they're known as and uh he had some failed cells in those that uh, started showing up pretty early on.
8: This,
1: uh, his,
0: his this, system is, this is from Advanced of, Powers batteries?
1: Yeah, these are their Chinese uh, Chinese imported big uh, you know, 24-volt monoblock cases. They're big, heavy things.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But you know, what I've found out, though, is that you can actually have cells uh, pulled out and replaced. I won't do it myself, but there's a... The company that used to be called Runnels. Yeah, the question little, is,
5: Alex, I'm all aware of that, but the thing I mean, is, right. is, like, what is the likelihood that if no cell is going to fail? I,
0: I'm I'm nervous.
5: Or I'm nervous. Did, How
0: they're much? They're
5: not going to last like
1: new batteries. They're going to they're going to be old ones, but you could get you know over thousand dollars worth of uh, value out of them. Okay, he's got he's got
5: forty twenty fours inverters. Are they programmable to operate on a, a, a cell that's on a battery bank that's lower? Yeah, you can you can turn cell.
0: down its low voltage shutdown. This is an SW. Yeah, SW
5: plus SW uh, is Xantrex. Yeah, you're about five years old.
0: Um, it's older than that, isn't it? It's
5: but about F- yeah, 12.
0: yeah. Um, but yes, you he, can, he you said can
5: the system was purchased five years ago, but that doesn't mean
0: the inverters were yeah. manufactured well, five years ago. Yeah, you can certainly turn down the low voltage shutdown. And uh, you know, turn down your charging voltage by by two twelfths or whatever it would be. Um I guess it's uh, percentage. Uh, and and A all the, percentage, you know. Yeah, well it's you know Two out of twelve, or sorry, one twelfth, um, one cell out of twelve cells is dead. And uh, can you bypass? That
5: can be compensated for by the Landrix forty twenty
0: fours. You'd also want to turn down your charge controller settings and bypass that one cell. Can you do that, Alex? Is are you capable of bypassing? Uh,
1: no, it'd be really
0: hard. They're all welded down. They're all welded
5: but, uh, so together. So when a cell goes bad, is it shorted? It's basically shorted, right? No, it's it probably wire. It's
0: probably high internal resistance. So <laughs> <laughs>
5: they,
0: they have a really low voltage. Oh. <laughs> hey, so, you know what? I've gone over my time. Uh, we okay. we got to end hey, the thanks. show. But thanks all for right. the call, and no I'd be nervous. I
5: appreciate that.
0: Not yep. paying attention, Alex. <laughs> you were you were gonna watch for me, so we'll be back in uh, the second Wednesday of March. Uh, it'll be a long hiatus, and stay tuned for Jamie Roberts coming up.